This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good Risings. I'm Marie Burns-Holzer, and this is Spoonful of Spirituality. This week, we've been talking about the power of words and how language can mold not just our feelings, but our worldview. This is why it's so important to understand not only our own language, but to be aware of how other languages can open us up to other ways of engaging with reality. One of my favorite examples of this is something I learned in biblical language studies. In studying ancient Greek to better understand the New Testament, since it was mostly written in Greek, I learned that the ancient Greeks have seven words for love. It starts with eros, which is the romantic, passionate kind of love we probably label as lust in English. It's often associated with the creativity and destruction that can come from feeling such a demanding passion. The second kind of love is philia, an intimate, genuine friendship kind of love. This is what you feel when you're with your besties, people who are your deepest, truest friends. The third kind of love is ludus. Now, this can be described as playful or flirtatious love, what we think of in English-speaking countries as a crush. It's focused on fun and pleasure and joy. Storge is the fourth kind of Greek love. This is an unconditional love that should come from parents to a child or among siblings. It's familial and deep and long-lasting. Philautia is the fifth kind of Greek love, known in English as self-love. It can be healthy self-care or feeling yourself. Or, when it becomes overgrown, can become the foundation of narcissism. Pragma is the sixth kind of love the kind of committed love grounded in romantic companionship. Think of a couple who's been together for like 20 or 30 years, and they're still happy and love in this deep, abiding way. That is pragma. And the final love is called agape, the empathetic, universal love. This is the love Buddhists and Hindus call compassion, a deep and wide love for all of life. This is the kind of love that leads us to help those who are in need, to tend to nature as good stewards of the land, the kind of love we feel when we want to make the world a better place for everyone. What a beautiful framework for engaging with all the different varieties of love we experience in life. But it strikes me, as a native English speaker, that our language only really has one real word for love that conveys the intensity that word holds in our language. Yet we have dozens of very effective synonyms for business and violence to honor the nuances of the ways that those things are encountered in life. I love that we have hundreds of ways to describe beauty and pain, but love leaves the English-speaking world stunned. Because while Merriam-Webster lists affection, adoration, devotion, fondness, intimacy, and respect as synonyms for love, 
the English-speaking concept of love has been explored mostly within the confines of a romantic relationship or in the elevated language of theologians and religion. Because love, in English, is so broad and wide, we don't even see it anymore. We have distanced ourselves from the concept in the same way that we forget that we are connected to the earth below our buildings and pavement. What would it mean to create new words in English, to honor the different kinds of love, so that we can describe in intimate and satisfying detail how I love my dog, how I love my child, how I love my partner, how I love my friends, and how I love my work. Because all of those loves are important and dear to me. But those loves aren't the same. As you go into your morning, think about the different ways that you use these words, the different ways to describe them, I'm Marie Burns-Holzer, and you can find me at Marie Burns-Holzer on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode of Spoonful of Spirituality, be sure to check out the other Good Risings offerings available in our feed. Now go be excellent to yourself and to each other. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.